Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. This is a good message for today, starting us off. It's Tuba Shavat on the Jewish calendar, and uh, it's called the New Year for Trees and the Wellsprings of Wisdom. And uh, you think about it, and in the Bible, we're always compared to trees. And so I thought, okay, New Year's for trees. Okay, what does that have to do for us? And I was surprised when I started studying it. According to Jewish teaching, if a person devotes him, him or herself to ideals, to living truth and helping others, then they become a vessel fitting to receive the Torah wisdom. And I thought, we have to have ideals in our head to move forward in things, to embrace newness and to live truth according to God's word, not what we think, not what the world says, but what he says, and helping others, which is doing good deeds. Then and only then are we ready or fit, according to God, to receive the Torah wisdom. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, God, because we try all these other things in here. Now we have to think about this. When we have ideals and when we um, decide to live truth according to his word, because there's so many things bombarding us, which I'll go down through some of the things, but it's like, I'm not going to think of any of that. I'm not going to believe any of that. And even though we see everything going on today and they're always putting more fear out, for us to grab a hold of, and and millions of people are, and I'm like, no, no, my Bible says when I have my mezuzah, and, and, and I'm the temple of God, and you know what, I'm covered, and I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, so I'm not going to believe any of that stuff, I'm, I have wisdom, and I take care of myself, and I do certain things, but I'm going to believe what God says over what the world is telling me. Thank God I don't watch the news every day. <laughs> but you can't, you, you get it anyway on your phone, something pops up. So it's, it's um, we have to have blinders on, right? <laughs> like the horses, we have to have blinders on and just keep looking straight ahead. At what does God say about this situation? And it's like, okay, God, I got you. <laughs> I am going to follow your word and I'm not going to waver. Uh, This month is a stepping stone to the next step, endeavor, or phase in our lives because it's new. We've been through Rosh Hashanah. We've been through Yom Kippur. We've been through the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. We've been through all of that, receiving all of God's favor, everything that he's given us. He's waking us up with the shofar. And so during all that time, we've been accumulating wisdom. We've been accumulating all the things he wants us to get, (laughs) which is there for us to have all the time, but... You know, I just feel so bad for people who don't get the teaching that um, of the secrets of God. It's in the Bible. We we've read it, but somehow we've skipped over it, or we just don't. Our eyes were not open for us to see all the secrets and the nuggets of gold that He has in there for us. Amen. According to the Torah, people are like trees. They appear strong, sturdy, unmovable. 
and produce fruit of all kinds, and we as human beings appear strong, sturdy, unmovable, and we also produce fruit. It can be good fruit or it can be negative fruit, and we have to think to ourselves and go, what are we producing? And according, you know, with this, a new year for trees, what are we producing? What are we giving to our families? What are we giving to our relatives? What are we giving to our friends? And what are we giving to strangers? Because somehow, one way or another, we are producing fruit. (laughs) Uh, It can be good fruit or it can be negative. Those that accept that accept Jesus because of our influence, something that we said to them or that we've done in their lives, uh, means we have produced another Christian soul in the kingdom and in the army of God. And God is depending upon us to do that. That's our job to produce more souls and people to be in the kingdom of God and be in his army. We are the army. So when everybody's like, who's going to save us? Us. (laughs) Jonathan Kahn was on there last night. I woke up and he was on and uh, he was talking about the Harbinger too. And it says, we're in the season where the judgment's out there and it tells us about the plague and all the things going on. And he says, but... It's a window when God tells us to wake up and do what we're supposed to do, which is pray and confess the truth, pray for other people, pray for the souls that are out there to wake up, and and that's what we're supposed to do. And then he will heal our land. And sometimes we forget that we have to pray. We have to stand in the gap because we're the army. <laughs> we're, if some, I hear people all the time say, come on, Jesus. He's not coming until we do our part. (laughs) And all these things have to line up, which it's told to us in Revelations. These things have to happen in order for him to come. And we're just mirroring mirroring what happened to Israel. And sometimes we forget that. We look at the stuff. We read about all the stuff that happened to Israel. They've been conquered by the Babylonians, and they've been scattered. And... um, And people right now are being scattered. Churches are being scattered, you know, and and people don't know what what to do. Well, it's up to us to pray, even even over the people we don't like, (laughs) that they wake up (laughs) and that they uh, just hear God's voice. And may laborers walk past them and tell them God loves them, you know, or, you know, something about God because his word does not come back void. And even the littlest we put out there, God bless you, that's going to stick. And so when something comes up in their lives, they're going to remember what you said because the spirit inside of them is really connected to heaven. And so it's going to get stirred to remember those things. Amen. We should ask ourselves, what is it that we bring into the world that others can enjoy? Peace, (laughs) harmony, love, friendship, you know. Uh, Some other questions to ask ourselves during the season to further us along in the search or quest for strength, stability, and God's wisdom is we are, are we receiving or getting proper spiritual nourishment in our lives? What are we doing to get proper spiritual nourishment? Are we connected to a warm, nurturing community? How can I best live a fruitful life? When you come to the house of God, it should be a warm community. It's a community. 
We are a family, whether we believe it or not. <laughs> and whether we believe it or not, we're all related. I know that, you know, all the ancestry and all that. They're telling you over here in New Mexico, you got family. Over here in Germany, you got family. Here in the United States of America, <laughs> we are a family. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes it's so hard. People want to, and they want to find their roots. Well, your roots are in the word of God. Your roots are in Jesus. <laughs> and you think about it, he's our brother. <laughs> and you know what? That's why I tell people something happened. I go, you know what? No, I have the blood of Jesus running through my veins. You know, and sometimes we say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we should use his name because he went through all that stuff for us to use his name, the authority. But his blood was shed for us and his blood runs through our veins. So what does that mean to me is that I'm not getting sick. <laughs> that stuff cannot be on my body, in my body, and when it does, I mean, we for years we've always prayed um, we walk in supernatural health and healing. And if anything does come up on us, it dies. It has to. <laughs> it has to die. It cannot stay there. It might think it's connected, but it's not. And all that stuff is spiritual anyway. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I just, when I start reading, I get excited because like, yeah, Lord, you know, your word is so good. Because I tell you, sometimes I think, why don't we have insurance? Just in case. <laughs> I, I tell Scott all the time, say, we have paid, I don't know how much in insurance our whole lives and never use it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we've never used it. So I said, okay, well, once a year we use it, we go have our physical. Or we do the lifeline screening to make sure our, our um, arteries and everything are clear and everything. And he thought of that. I was like, lifeline screening? There's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> so we had to go do that to make sure that he knows that there's nothing, <laughs> that we're not all clogged up. <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like, you know what? God is a good God. He is a God of miracles. He, there is nothing impossible to him. And when we remember that, he loves us and he will do anything to keep us on the right path that he has set before us. And for us to do our jobs that he has anointed us to do when we were born. He gave us a task as we left his area to come to heaven. I mean, to come to earth. And it's like sometimes we forget. You know, we're here for a reason. We're the army of God. He planted us where we should be. And even though people hop from church to church and place to place, he planted us where we should be. <laughs> and we just need to realize that, understand that, and embrace it and say, okay, God, what is it? What is my task? And most of the time, whatever he's gifted you with uh, is your task to be friendly to everybody, to get me getting in everybody's, you know, space. <laughs> and uh, just uh, he's given us the task to do certain things because everybody has a part. Like the Bible tells us, we're all one body. One part can't work without the other part. So we have to be united. And, uh, and it just gets me riled up when I think of how the enemy is out there just snatching people away from their destiny and confusing people and it's like stop it you know <laughs> it's like you are not gonna win we have read the end of the book you can try anything you can 
but you are not going to get my mind and my stance and my belief off of the word of God. I am standing here, and I am not going to change. I am not going to be moved, and, and we have to have that. We have to have that inside of us so he knows, don't play with me. <laughs> so he knows that, and you can do whatever you want to do, but you know what? I already surrounded myself by a hedge of protection, so, and you cannot enter. And we need to remember that when we go out into the world, when we come to church, because the devil comes to see who he can devour. <laughs> but God is looking to see who he can bless. And, and he anoints each and one and every one of us each day when we ask him, he anoints us to do what our job is. He anoints us to do and to stand firm in his word. Amen. Amen. One of the things we must continue to do is sow God's word into someone else's life. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that we are to get wisdom. Knowledge is good, but it says get wisdom. <laughs> Proverbs 3.18 says, She, wisdom, is a tree of life to those who lay hold on her, and happy, blessed, fortunate to be envied is everyone who holds her fast. Deuteronomy 20.19 says, A person is like, a, like the tree of a field. And people around us, they're the field. We're surrounded by people. We're surrounded in a field of people, a sea of people. And here we stand, and what are we going to do about it? <laughs> Why the comparison between man and trees? A tree needs four basic elements in order to survive. Soil, water, air, and sun or fire. We as human beings, we need the same thing. We need the same basic elements to survive and to live. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> soil, the first one is soil. A tree needs soil to be planted firmly in the earth, but soil isn't the only source where the nourishment of the tree is absorbed. Soil also provides room for roots to move and grow. And what do we have to do? We have to move <laughs> to grow. This is also true for us. The Talmud explains it like this. A person whose wisdom exceeds his good deeds is likened to a tree whose branches are numerous, it's big and huge, and whose roots are few. In this case, the wind comes and uproots it, and it turns upside down. And we see huge trees falling through winds all the time. Uh, a person whose good deeds exceed the wisdom, his wisdom, is likened to a tree whose branches are few, but the roots are numerous. Even if all the winds of the world come, were to come and blow against it, they couldn't budge it from its place. So our roots, what are we, who are we reaching? Where is our roots taking us? Who are we touching? So when things come up, who's the first person they call? You to pray. <laughs> they call you to pray because they know if they don't know anything else, they know you know how to pray and you know the word of God. So I'm going to call them so they do not get tossed and turned and uprooted. Amen? And that reminds me of my son. Uh, he met this young lady. He lives in L.A. And uh, he just met her. They were friends. And uh, something was happening in her house. She said um, the lights were flickering. Just things were happening. And so she has a boyfriend. You would think that she would have called him, but she called my son. She said, I didn't know who else to call. Can you pray with me? 
She didn't think to call her parents. She didn't think to call the boyfriend, but she called him because he, she knew he knew how to pray. <laughs> That's your roots extended out <laughs> to touch other people's lives. And I, I thought about that. I'm like, why is she calling you? Do you really know how to pray? <laughs> Evidently, he's praying a lot because she knew. So he must have been praying with her and his friends, you know, for her to call him. A person can appear successful on the outside with full branches and a fancy car. We see that all the time. But if the roots are few, the foundation of God's word is weak or their connection to community, heritage, or relationships, then life can send challenges that are impossible to withstand. And we see that all the time. The Bible tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. The root of all evil. The love of money. Not that we can't have it and enjoy it, but it's when you love it and it takes the place of God. Amen. A person alone is easy prey for the enemy. Vulnerable to trends and fads, they may lead to despair and even destruction. We see that happening all over the world today. People are lonely or they don't have a foundation. They're not in church. They don't have a close family. So they're vulnerable, and he picks them off, <laughs> which is what he did to the Israelites going in the wilderness. He picked, pe- he picked people off. And uh, people um, not knowing their creator, they believe anything. You came from amoebas, <laughs> the Big Bang thing, and oh, you evolved from alligators or monkeys. You know, <laughs> that's not what our Creator says. <laughs> but people believe it. Uh, what gender they are, they don't know. If they're male, female, uh, they don't know where to go for wisdom. So they're slowly being destroyed. And we just. It's just sad to see, So, especially so many young people, our next generation. You know, we need to really pray for them because they are being tossed to and fro. They are reaching out for something they don't even know what. And it's like, I'm sure your grandparents prayed for you. I'm sure some of your parents are praying for you and have instilled things into you. You just have to open your eyes, believe what they're saying instead of trying to be rebellious. <laughs> But when it all comes down to it, I'm sure, you know, his word does not come back void and they're going to see. But so many of them are dying before they even get that chance because they're so confused with all the chaos and everything. Uh, But if that person, irrespective of wealth and status, is connected to their church community and the heritage of God's word, even the strongest of all wins, the strong influence of the world, which we all come against, uh, when they come, and they will, <laughs> um, the people will not budge. We will not budge no matter what comes against us, no matter what somebody says about us, no matter what happens to us on our jobs, no, no matter what, because the enemy's always out there using people to do something. <laughs> but you know what? We can either brush it off or we can carry it. And we need to learn how to just brush it off. Say, okay, devil, I see you. And don't take it personally. Because he wants us to take it personally. He knows all of our weaknesses. He knows everything about us. Because he was up in heaven when we were all created. So he knows. We just have to let him know we know him too. (laughs) And that's the thing. If we can't see that it's him, he's got us. So we need to have our eyes open and see, okay, 
My sister's driving me crazy. The enemy is using her. <laughs> Don't slap her. No. <laughs> but it's so funny. But, it, but that's true. Your friends, people that you thought were your friends, you know, people at work that you thought were, you know, helping you or whatever it is, even people here in church, the devil still uses anybody. We just have to remember or say, devil, I see you. I know that it's you and I'm not carrying that. And, you know, and, you know, we've all gone through it. I mean, he does nothing new under the sun, and we have to remember that. There's nothing new that he can use. He just repeats, 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 and see who's out there who he can snag. Amen? But so when we do that, we cannot, we will not be moved off of the beliefs that have been planted deep into our soil, our soul. Hence the term, I shall not be moved or hide plant God's word in the heart of a child and when they get older they will not depart from it and we need to remember that even though kids will be rebellious we all were and I sometimes I have to remind myself and my husband and us you know it's like okay they're being nutty (laughs) they're doing stuff that's like what you grew up in church what are you doing we all have done it so we have to remember what did we do back then And how did we get out of it? And I, we have to remind ourselves of that when we just want to, you know, knock them around. <laughs> when we want to just, you know, bash them with our words or whatever, you know, ground them forever. <laughs> we just have to remember, okay, what did I do back then? Because we all have to mature at our own pace and at our own time. And we all go through things to find out who we are, where we stand. And so when we remember that, it's a whole lot easier for us to go, okay, God, you got them. (laughs) And eventually you have to come to that point. Okay, God, you've got them. I'm just going to pray. I know they're going to do what I expect them to do in the long run. (laughs) Human beings require a strong home base. We require that. We cannot be out there and not have a foundation uh, where values and morals are absorbed and which provide a supportive growing environment. In this world of negativity and deceit, we need a filter, a safe place, safe haven to return to and to refresh, which is why we come to church and which is why we pray. That's our safe haven. So God's word can refresh us and, and, and build us up. Our spirit loves it when we pray, you know. And, and I think about it, you know, you look at little kids and it's like, their spirits know. <laughs> and it's like, God, when we got saved, we could do anything. We could say anything. I remember going out and just praying for everybody. I remember going to work one day and this guy's, oh, I, I sprained my wrist today. I said, oh, let me pray. I mean, I just laid hands on him. I didn't wait for him to say, oh, never mind. <laughs> I just did it anyway because, you know, we were on fire. So, God, put that fire back into us. Put that fire back into us that, you know what, we can defeat anything. And that's how we were when we first got saved. And then, we, you know, and then as we get older and mature, we think we don't have to have that same fire, but we do. And now is when that fire needs to come out with all the stuff the enemy's doing. You know, he's just waiting to pounce on us. And you know what? But he knows who he can 
pounce on and who he can't pounce on. But he will try. He will try all the time. Just all he needs is a little edge, a little thing to get in there, and then he can sneak in there. But it's like, you know what? When we tell him, I don't think so, devil, because I see that that's you. (laughs) Then he, you know, he backs up. He has to. He has to retreat. And sometimes, and sometimes I tell people when you think about it, the armor of God, God gives us everything in the front. He doesn't give us anything in the back. Because <laughs> there is no retreating. <laughs> We're to continuously move forward to reach for the wisdom, to reach for the knowledge, to move forward in his word, and to defeat the enemy. That's our whole task of being here, to defeat the enemy and make earth... Uh, like home for Jesus when he comes. Because when he comes, he needs to feel like he's home. (laughs) So it's like, that's what we need to do. Uh, Church community provides a shield that helps us all not be moved off of what we believe. You know, I like that. It's a shield. And we need to have something in front of us that we can put between us and the enemy. It's the soil where we can be ourselves, make mistakes, and still be accepted, loved, and nourished. And that's our church family. It should be. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. There was nobody. Only Jesus. So we need to remember that when people make mistakes and go, okay, I still love you, but this is what you need to do to not repeat. Because isn't that what uh, Jesus told the the woman uh, when they were trying to stone her for adultery? Go and sin no more. I understand. (laughs) I am going to help you, but don't repeat what you just did because look at what you got. (laughs) The next one is water. Rain is absorbed into the ground and through an elaborate system of roots is carried through the trunk, branches, and leaves of the tree. Without water, the tree will eventually wither and get weak and die. The Torah, God's word, is like it or compared to water. Moses proclaimed in Deuteronomy 32.2, may his teaching drop like rain. Both rain and God's word descend from heaven and provide relief to the thirsty and the parched. The Torah flows down from God and has been absorbed by Jews and Christians for generations. And it's not going to stop now. God's word gives zest and vitality to our human spirit. A life based on God's on Torah and God's word will blossom with wisdom and good deeds, which is another reason why we need our heavenly language, because it builds up our spirit and our faith. Deprived of water, a firm foundation, a person will become dehydrated and ultimately disoriented, even to the point where they may not be able to recognize their own father. And we see that in people all the time in hospitals and different things. They get disoriented when they're dehydrated. And uh, so, too, without Torah, the word of God, a per- without the word of God, a person becomes disoriented to the extent that they might not recognize their father in heaven, almighty God, and they won't recognize what to do to get out of their situation. The next one is air. A tree needs to air to survive. And you don't even think about that, <laughs> that it needs air to survive, oxygen. But it contains oxygen that's needed for respiration and carbon dioxide for photosynthesis. In an imbalanced atmosphere, the tree would suffocate and die. 
Genesis 2, 7 states that God breathed life into the form of man. The Hebrew word for breath, nashima, is the same word for soul, nashama. Our spiritual life force comes metaphorically by way of air and respiration. We use our sense of taste, touch, and sight to perceive physical matter. But smelling is the most spiritual sense. And I didn't even think, when I heard that, I'm like, what? Our smelling is our, you know, most spiritual sense? The Talmud says smell is what, is that which the soul benefits from and not the, and the body does not. In the temple, the incense offering smell was elevated to the one time a year Yom Kippur offering. And when we do Yom Kippur, sometimes we have stuff coming out of the altar. Smell. <laughs> And the Talmud also says when the Messiah comes, he will smell and judge. That is, he will use his spiritual sensitivity to determine the truth about complex matters. And I'm like, wow, okay. He will smell and judge (laughs) and use that to determine the truth about complex matters. No matter how much we try to disguise our shortcomings or our great deeds, from others, God knows what they are. And when Jesus comes, he will know also and point it out our good deeds, the judgment, and our shortcomings. That's why we got to be prayed up, you know, know what the word says about ourselves and about us. So when we go through the fire, we come out with our stuff. <laughs> we come out with our rewards. We come out with what we came in with, and it's not all burned away. And Pastor always says, oh, you're going to be over there. <laughs> But everybody with rewards is going to be over here. <laughs> but we want to be on this side with all the rewards still going through the fire. It's not something that can be burned up. Amen. Uh, the next one is fire. A tree needs fire or sunlight to survive. The absorption of energy from the light activates the photosynthesis process, a reaction essential for the growth and health of the tree. And what did they say about COVID? Go outside, be in the sun, vitamin D. <laughs> People need sunlight, fire, or warmth to survive. This is the warmth of friendship and community. People absorb the energy of peers, friends, family, neighbors, and associates and channel that into identity and actions. And how many people do that? You know, we all do that with our family, with our church family. How do we identify with each other? And how do we identify with with ourselves, our worth? But our worth comes from the word of God, not what somebody else says or what's happening around us. Amen. Uh, All the essential observances and ceremonies of Judaism is based on family and community from the celebration of birth through the attainment of maturity, marriage, education, and death. Christianity is also based on these things from being saved Inviting Jesus into our hearts through our maturity and understanding of God's word, our marriages, our relationships, and even going to our home celebration to heaven. And it's like, okay, you don't even think about all that, how it works together, how we all depend on certain things and how our lives are connected and that how um, our ceremonies, everything is based on the same things. And how closely are we 
related to Judaism. And that's why we teach, you know, Jewish roots, because we have forgotten all the secrets. And they try to keep them. (laughs) But thank God now during this time, everybody's eyes are open. The Bible says, the Talmud says, the Humash says, they will uh, be jealous of us because we have Jesus and now we have the secrets that are in the word from them. And I'm like, okay, God. And, you know, I just get excited just thinking how uh, when pastor was teaching in Revelations, all the things that are coming about, all the things that we are learning and who we are, you know, talking about the bride of Christ. Christians always say we're the bride of Christ. No, Israel's the bride of Christ. We're the wedding party. <laughs> and when you think about this, like, okay, because <laughs> we get the same benefits. <laughs> Questions we need to ask ourselves during the month of Tuba Shavat, which is January, is am I getting the spiritual food and shelter I need to survive? Am I part of a strong community that promotes warmth and a nurturing environment? Am I involved with the community to pass along that warmth, which that's what we should be doing, stretching out our branches, giving our stuff away to help other people? Am I looking to future generations knowing that I am providing them a proper foundation for their lives? And we all need to do that. Reach out, give people a strong foundation. And you know what? They don't have to come to this church. You can just tell them, get involved in a church, a life group, something that you can, where you can go and talk to people and just get a foundation on who you really are. Where, what, what is the next step you need to go? Where do you need to go? God's word tells you. He gives us, it's an instruction manual. And he tells us every step of the way what we should be doing and where we should be going. And we just have to read it, look at it, absorb it, and keep it in there and follow it. Amen. Tuba Shavat is intended to help us elevate our lives, improve our character, and aspire to greatness. Don't stay where you are. We need to always aspire to do more for the Lord. Where is he taking me? God, anoint me. I, I remind them, God, your word says the anointing at the top <laughs> filters down to the people underneath. Well, you know what? The anointing that Pastor Huck has, has I want, and I want double. <laughs> I want double. And the Bible says we need to aspire to greatness, to more. And he said, he's, and he gives it to us. Amen. And that will take wisdom for us to do it. So we have to be careful of how we talk, what we say, what influences our thoughts and things like that. We have to take that into consideration and speak positive, speak the truth no matter what. We are to absorb all the wisdom God's word gives us or as much as we can take and then pass it on to the next generation so they don't falter in the times of confusion and chaos. And we see people right now all around us uh, that are faltering because of all the confusion and chaos that is going on in the world today. And you know what? And we have the words to tell them, to get them to stand strong and, and not have to falter. But, you know, we all did. We all do. But it's easier to bounce back when you have a good foundation in the word. Amen. Isaiah 65, 22 says, 
For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And look how long the trees last. And you know what? It's the enemy when our lives are cut short. Or we're not doing something that we should be doing. And God says, okay, it's time to come home. (laughs) And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And sometimes we look at it that way. And that's one of the mysteries. God, why are so many people dying around us at such young age and everything? Well, we don't know, but he knows. He knows. Maybe it was something that was going to be down the road that is worse than what they're going through. And we want to keep them here. (laughs) And he's like, no, I want to spare them that, so I'm just going to bring them home. And, and, you know, and I, have to re- and I had to remember that with my mom because I took care of her when she had dementia. And at one point she was telling me she was seeing Jesus. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> that you're seeing Jesus because I know what happens when people start saying they're seeing Jesus. <laughs> and then uh, but I go, okay, okay, you know, it's okay. And uh, so I was prepared when she went on to heaven. And, you know, and she just went in her sleep. And I just said, you know, just, you know, go to sleep. When she said she was tired, I'm like, okay, just, you know, go to sleep. And she did, and she went to heaven. And, and it made a big difference when that happens to say, okay, you know, she's not fighting through anything. She's not having the, you know, dementia. She got to a point where she couldn't uh, get up, you know, or function. And so I'm like, okay. She said, I am just tired. And I said, okay. <laughs> it's okay, go to sleep. <laughs> and isn't that what the word says? Pe- people are asleep and they will rise. And it's like, okay, just go to sleep. Jeremiah seventeen eight says, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear when, when heat comes. But its leaf Shall, and it, but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. So even though we're going through all this stuff, you know what? We don't have to look and see fear. We don't have to own fear. <laughs> and, but you know what? He said in the year of drought, we don't have to be anxious. And, and du- even during this time, We will still yield fruit. Right now, we are being challenged by the enemy in circumstances that have been created by his fiery darts. But we are strong when we lean and depend on God's word. We are to be the to be led by what his word says, not by the influences of the world. And they are trying to influence us in every area, every place we go, no matter what. But we are not to be led by that. We will stand by and on the word and the report of the Lord full of his wisdom. This is the year of tree this is the year of trees, us, God's people. This is our year to be strong, to be sturdy, to not be budged off of what we believe. Amen. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your anointing as you are dispersing it out amongst this group, Father. We thank you that we are sturdy, that our roots are grounded in your foundation and that we can spread it wide and touch other people and we will not be moved. Father, we thank you for your strength. We thank you, Father, for your wisdom. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your word that it stands 
fast in our hearts and in our minds. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are conquerors. We are overcomers. We are your army and we will stand our post and we will look at our commander in chief, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and we will follow him through thick and thin. No matter what, we will not be moved and we will never retreat in Jesus name. Amen.